0: All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today. Nothing is into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. We hope that you enjoy. enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Welcome to episode 326 of the KISS FAQ Podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill. Today, I'm I'm joined by John Lennon, formerly known as Paul McCartney.
1: Jerry Gallagher.
0: (laughs) Rory. Gallagher gallagher uh andrew scambatti director producer artist good to see you andrew good to be here a Catman on the board if anyone wants to stalk him um and 69th blizzard ken the voice of reason
2: hello there
0: and we might be graced by lonnie hopefully he can get over the technical issues that are afflicting him today which is a shame because his team won and i was gonna say you know, like, nice things for once about one of his teams <laughs> so there we go all right so it's a a little bit of a weird week this week we do have a topic that we're going to discuss but we can't not talk about edward van halen eddie van halen uh who obviously is a big part of the soundtrack of our lives very much connected to kiss in that gene simmons essentially discovered him in 1976 Um, financed the band's first demos, I think sessions Mm -hmm. both in Los Angeles and New York City and I do believe that the Van Halen demos of KISS material from uh, that eventually ended up on Love Gun, which were released on the Gene Simmons vault are the bookend to Eddie's archival or recording history while he was alive other than a few bootlegs that oh, okay. have come out since, so I think in terms of the Kiss story, um, that is bookending his musicianship. So just a, just a quick talk and your thoughts on Eddie Van Halen, uh, whether you went to a show, just your thoughts on him, favorite out Van Halen album, or anything that you want to talk about. Just a quick, uh, you know, memorial for him, Andrew.
1: A really big Van Halen fan. I was lucky enough to see them when they came back in 2012 for the a different kind of truth tour. Sullivan Pittsburgh sat in the front row and uh, it was great. It was great to finally watch Eddie play, you know, being that close and in person. And uh, it was great. This this is, this is one hurt. This one hurt because he always, no matter what he was going through, no matter how old he was, I mean, you know, he was 65, but it didn't matter. He always had this youthful energy about him. And uh, he's one of the greats. Not to insult music going on nowadays, but you can't name the guitar player in any bands out there now mgk had the number one album last week billboard i had not idea who his guitar player is but everyone knew who eddie van halen was so it's um it's def this one like i said this one hurt this one hurt
0: yeah a guitar hero for me <laughs> i just remember eddie through the hit parader magazine circus and all that the smile that was usually on his face that mischievous grin that seemed to always be present my first album was diver down stolen out of someone's car console on cassette um but those van halen albums and i stopped after van hagar because that just wasn't my thing and i've been catching up on that uh you know over the past day um just so talented cool so, so gifted, cool songs, man. yeah i liked sammy before van halen and then when he joined van halen i went with david lee roth and you know, my first concert course was David Lee Roth, so I never got to see Van Halen in concert because when they did come around and I was available, Michael Anthony wasn't there, and I boycotted it because it wasn't the original lineup. It, the dynamics of what had happened around that, just I was like, bah, it, it, it's not the same. It's just business, which is a shame because I cheated myself out of the opportunity to see the whole band, you know, perform. And there we go. That's your choices in life, um, Ken.
2: Yeah, I remember hearing them. Uh, some guy drove me, it, it, we, he went to college, Southern California, and uh, we went on a long drive, he goes, have you heard this yet? And he had the the tape deck, or I, I think I guess it was a tape deck, at full blast, and it was, ended up being Van Halen's first album. And I hadn't heard it until then, and then I heard the, you know, the eruption and, and the whole bit, and it's like, wow, <laughs> what is going on? and then uh then i heard it again and then i got the album and um after that i i was getting every you know album that came out and uh yeah he was a a trendsetter obviously um with his guitar playing and like you said he always had a smile even when you know playing the guitar even when he's playing the guitar he's smiling while he's doing it he's enjoying because he's enjoying it so much um and uh i just i just you know it was it was it's just too bad you know that that he's gone because um, i think you know unfortunately they weren't giving us much anyway but uh at least we can go back to his music uh from the past and, and listen to that and listen and you know the videos and so on. i mean i was lucky to see them uh, two times with eddie back in the it was the early 80s uh, i saw them uh once in, once it was at the Cow Palace, I believe, and the other, and the other time was uh, it was Cow Palace, and the other one was Oakland. I saw them there too. So, yeah, just a a, a great great guitar. The guitarist for my my era, uh, he was the guy. It's yes. always a different era, a guy, and he was the guy for my era. That's hey, a, hey guys, the point hey guys, I was I gonna make is,
1: off. I gotta jump up for a quick second. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta jump up for one second. Go ahead, go
2: ahead. I
0: was just gonna say he's our generation's Jimi Hendrix in, exactly. in many ways. You know, yeah. even growing up, you know, the great guitar players, you know, the Joe Perry's, the Aces, the um, mm-hmm. even Joe yeah. Satrianis and George Lynch's and all those guys, Warren D. Martini who came later, there was still Eddies up there. You know, oh, yeah, He's, you know, and even, yeah. you know, the Steve Vise and the, you know, Joe Satriani's who are great and Eric Johnson and, and, you know, all those guys who are great technical players. There was still Eddie was the guy.
2: Yeah, what he could do and basically it's like a three piece band. Right. Uh, and the sounds that he could, you know, fill in in a, an arena or on an album um, it's just amazing. Just not, you know, yeah, you talk about this tapping and all the other stuff, but just the way he was able to uh, do his riffing um, in a way that really embellished, you know, the songs.
1: My apologies. I'm sorry.
0: That's perfectly fine.
1: This is my boss. He's like, call me. And
0: I was like, all right. You're fired. (laughs) No. So, uh, just before we wrap up on Eddie, When I heard of his passing, the first thing I did was reach for a Van Halen album. And my go to Van Halen album always has been, always will be, Fair Warning. What's your go-to album, Andrew?
1: Um, I'm sorry, but it's fifty-one fifty. That was the first one that I got and uh that just it was like the summer record. And uh I love it, you know. I I love to crank Why Can't This Be Love? It's it's awesome. And I was glad to finally I was glad to finally get it um, on CD because I had a cassette copy as a kid. And uh, have those albums been remastered? Do you know off the top of your head? Yeah, I know 51, that Dave. Fifty-one, 51 fifty 5150 5150. is yeah. So I definitely probably have to go and pick that up. Yeah, I don't know about like after, after, that.
0: I, after that. I'm not sure, but I'm sure fifty-one fifty is because I think uh, I do uh, have it. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's 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 a that's an album of my youth
0: yeah great summer album as well i will say that great. i hated it at the time it took me many years and i remember when they did the 86 like uh, live without a net broadcast uh i remember sitting there taping it and listening you know i came back and listened to it i was like oh my god what is this garbage with all the synths and all all that and i actually taped over it i hated it so much and i traded oh my, my copy of 5150 with on through the night for the elder so uh mm. it, i wasn't a fan of that but the, the song you just mentioned is a really really good great song. song yeah great song yeah ken what's your go-to
2: i'm gonna have to say I, I like you know you said fair warning and that's a great heavy record um but i have to go to the first record is it was, it was really the start for me uh when i first heard, first heard them and there, there's not one bad song on that album and it just great rock and roll you know uh fun rock and roll music through the whole thing so yeah number one
0: yeah and don't you have the looney tunes
2: it's i do have the looney tunes you do uh, yeah Lucky the guy. looney tunes promo um copy color vinyl yeah
0: yeah and uh, you know this year yeah. stinks you know I'm, I'm i think we've all had it you know neil yeah. parrot um
1: wasn't he december of last year or am i like i thought he mainstream. was
0: 2020 but you know in terms of van halen their original basis just passed a couple weeks ago as well mark stone who did that logo that's on or did the original design of that logo that was on the looney tunes um, album so you know it's just not a great year but you don't get a john lennon like person or a you know someone of that stature passing very often all right let's get into you know kiss and today's show which hinges around a you know who was it ultimate classic rock a few weeks ago did their top 10 worst kiss songs And i know we've talked about bad kiss songs at the moment but i it immediately <laughs> made me think what if kiss released an album in 2020 and it was just filled with the stuff that everyone hates, and that was all on it. What would be the songs that were feature on it? Now, I'm going to um, include Lonnie's ranking in this because it's all part of the math. So, uh, Lonnie, thank you for taking the time for doing the ranking. I'm sorry you can participate with us today. Um, what does shock me on both of these, and that's the article on Ultimate Classic Rock and our rankings, is not a single person picked Read My Body.
2: Shame oh, on
0: us all
2: i forgot about that it's forgettable that's why you forget
0: it 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 must be one of those traumatic experiences everyone's blocking out no i'm not gonna think about that song don't make me talk about it so it's not on our on our list and yeah take from that what you will um we're just denying that it exists it's been erased out of the catalog um Never existed. You go listen to uh, Pour Some Sugar on Me or something or whatever. Right. Uh, um, oh, yeah, so, that song is so bad. Oh. Yeah, it is bad. It, it wins. That's the winner. That's the show. Thanks for joining us. We'll you see you next time. time. <laughs> um, but for our ranking, obviously, we each provided a list of 10 songs. From that, we figured out which ones were the uh, least worst To the worstest worst and we came actually had 28 songs andrew cheated and included a whole album shame (laughs) on you um so Mm -hmm. that didn't even count so he just wasted a song which could have been read my body body. thanks a lot buddy you know um and you also included another song that just boggles the mind, but we'll talk about that later. So let's get into our our top ten ranking. Actually, has more than ten songs in it because this time I didn't bother getting rid of the ties because I figured you guys would just love to talk about some of these songs. So, <laughs> nice, <laughs> Bonnie, oh. You were
1: gone so long; I grew a beard waiting for you.
3: <laughs> you're finally yeah, yeah. a real man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It me puberty. <laughs> the, That's medica-
0: the other Andrew, the other <laughs> Andrew. This is this is the evil Andrew. The, the medication kicked in. There we go. All right. Well, Lonnie, you're just in time. We're just about to start the rankings. Um, before we do, uh, obviously, do you have a go-to Eddie Van Halen or Van Halen album? Uh, obviously, with him okay. passing,
3: it's Van Halen one for me, just because it's so iconic. And I know it's a top-out answer, but it's so iconic, and it and it's just it's it's one of those albums that. There's no filler on the album, just start to finish. It's just Same thing I said. it's just perfect. Um, that being said, that being said, I have a I do have an off the wall pick as well. The first time I saw Van Halen was in '95 on the Balance tour, which is not a mm. a uh, you know up there Van Halen album, but I still like the Balance album just because I was 15, 16 years old at the time, you know. So. It's the Balance album holds a special place in my heart, but as far as a go-to Van Halen album, it's Van Halen one,
0: no question about it. Right. So you basically just said that Ken's pick was a cop out. Nice. Let's get into uh, the Sorry. rankings Sorry, of our worst of the worst <laughs> Kiss twenty twenty album. Um, and in a three-way tie, um, in tenth place, "Dance All Over Your Face," "Samurai Sun," and "Stand." These songs got a whopping five points. Andrew, you're grinning. You start on talk about those.
1: I like Samurai Son. I really do.
3: I thought it was. I knew cool. you did.
1: I knew you wouldn't put it in there. Yeah, I like that. For what? Listen, for what it was, I liked that song. Um, Stand. Yeah, that's probably a bad song because you go from Kiss singing about you know partying and being with women to stand by my side. I'll be next to you. And apparently they brought in, they actually, you know, they actually brought in Mutt Lang. And every time they sang the word you, they brought in Mutt Lang to do that. So go back and listen to "Stand," And every time they say next to you, it sounds just like, you know, hysteria. So they brought in Mutt Lang just for that, for the saying the word you, they brought him in to produce that. That's where all the money went for, for the, for the production on the record. Um, And yeah, dance all over your face. Um, not a strong song. Not a strong song. There you go. Next yeah. to you. Go back and listen. You'll you'll understand if you go back and listen.
0: Lonnie, what are you drinking? That's not one of those Yingling Hershey's, is it? I am drinking a Elstein
3: Great Pumpkin Imperial Ale. Well, oh, nice.
0: Okay. So now now that you've had a sip, tell us about those songs and what you think of them.
3: Yeah, my internet's choppy. You guys are breaking up a little bit, but I'll do the best I can. Um,
0: Stand
3: is awful, and it was on my list of worst Kiss songs of all time. It's cringeworthy, I, and it just doesn't work at all, and it just, it's a, it's a skip every time for me, and there's not many Kiss songs like that, but that one is definitely one of them that I, I just cannot... I cannot power through it at all. It's it's very cringeworthy. Really, really trying too hard to have the Gene and Paul vocals together. And, you know, it's it, it's just not good at all. Um, Samurai Sun was on my initial list, and I dropped it off because it's not as bad as others to really tout its praises. It, it could be a lot worse than what it is. So I had it on my list initially but I I, I knocked it off because there's, there's worse kiss songs than that. You know, as a, and as I was doing this, I was Becky was like I was trying to make my list and Becky was like googling worst kiss songs of all time. And she's like, oh what about this? What about this? I go, Oh no, what about what, you make me rock hard? I go, Oh no, there's worse kiss songs than that. Come on, we can think of worse ones than that. So um, oh, I forgot what I was know. the third what was the third what was the third one that tied for tenth place? Dance to Love Your Face. Oh, dance all over your face. Um, it's pretty bad too, but it was not on my list because there are worse kiss songs in "Dance All Over Your Face," and we will get to them. It's not great, but it's
0: it's it's not the worst kiss. There there are far worse kiss songs. Nice, Ken. What are your thoughts on
2: those three? Okay, I disagree. I guess <laughs> with two of them. Um, i actually like i know i actually like stand i know it's not their greatest greatest song but i I like the effort they put into it the what they tried to do with it um and the little middle part they have in it I, i enjoy that but uh so that one's not low for me at all um now another one dance all over your face i like that song that's another song i like i think it's not a bad song it's it's not one of gene's worst songs uh it's it's a decent song it's not his best song either that's why it's probably towards the you know latter part of the album but um i I like that one um as far as the what was the other one uh samurai samurai song song. samurai Sun's okay i didn't even didn't even come to my mind uh you know it's a duet or whatever with the the girl band um uh which is which is fine i i like it for it being different um it's something different that kiss tried um i like the effort though i would have rather the had them you know do the gene simmons samurai with the one song he wrote instead that was on his box it was better than paul's version sorry paul mina-san that's it yes mina-san,
0: mina-san. Honcho,
1: honcho.
0: okay so it, <laughs> all of these songs scraped into the bottom of our barrel because i picked samurai-san Uh, middle of my Uh list Andrew picked Dancil of Your Face middle of his list, and Lonnie picked "Stand." so those are your guilty parties for those picks. None of it had anything to do with Ken, who didn't pick a single one of them. Alright, so moving on into ninth place tied on 6 points each Hell or High Water and You Make Me Rock Hard Okay Uh. Ken
2: Well Hell of High water is a pretty darn good song in, in my opinion <laughs> <You're> <laughs> It's wrong. good. It's it's a it's a good it's a good song on a not-so-great, you know album or produced album. That is um, it's, it's a decent gene song um, So yeah, I like that um, the other one was oh What did you say you're rock hard? Yeah, that one's on my list It is on my list about midway through, you know almost I'm five um, that one I do not like i never liked that song the first time I heard it I thought it was just too much of a reach to try to. I, I don't know what whether he was thinking when he wrote that one but uh, it's just a throwaway in my mind I never liked it
0: yeah the funny part about this ranking is because one person could really hate on a song um, that it was completely feasible for one person to get a song onto this whole ranking, which, uh, you know, I guess Andrew's boss called him again. Um, Fired. (laughs) Medication wore off. Um, So for me on those two, yeah, you make me rock hard. I actually like that a little bit comparatively speaking in terms of the album that it appeared on and the other song on there it's actually reasonably decent it tends a little bit more towards the melodic um stuff from crazy night so i'm mm-hmm. actually okay with that and it did not make my list N- um neither did hell or high water lonnie yeah. why do you hate hell or high
3: what are you
2: thinking
0: yeah because it's awful
3: because oh. it's a terrible song yeah it is okay. really bad. And it it deserves to be. Am I the only one to pick this on?
0: Yes, it's yeah. all, it's all yours. You you hated on it so hard that it ended up on our list. Just one person. <laughs> well,
3: there you go. It's bad. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know. I and I listened to it the other day. I I tried listening to it. After after I made my picks, I'm like, okay, well, am I really am I being fair or am I being unfair? And I decided, no, I'm not being unfair. It's bad. (laughs) And it deserves to be on there. And I don't think I picked anything else from Crazy Nights. Because I was going through it and I'm like, uh. Because everybody, you know, everybody gets crazy nights a hard time, this and that. And I'm like, no, no. Well, do I put thief? No, I can't put Thief in the Night on there. No. Can I put no 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 on there? No, I can't do that. But Hell or high water is bad. It just is. And sorry, Ken, but I had to put it on my <laughs> list because it's not very good. Um, and you make me rock hard. I'm surprised. And I get why that's on there. I knew that would make it. I knew that would make it on the list because. The video. On, it, it's so tongue in cheek, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but. but yeah. I couldn't put it on my list. And, and you know, I, I couldn't put that or Let's Put the X and Sex on my list. And maybe it, mm-hmm. Let's Put the X and Sex is still to come, but I couldn't <laughs> put either one of them on there. I I think both those songs are cringeworthy, but I couldn't do it. I couldn't pull the trigger on putting that on my list.
0: I just can't.
3: Sorry. It's not. Sorry, it's I put not a line, there man. are worse kiss songs than
1: You Make Me Rock Hard.
0: Yeah, speaking of cringeworthy, Andrew, what are your thoughts on. Do uh... <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know, um, You Make Me Rock Hard? Like, You Make Me Rock Hard, and uh, what's the other one from Smashes?
0: Let's put the X. Put the okay, X, so yeah. both
1: of those songs are so bad that I forgot they existed and didn't put them on my list. But if we go back in time two days when I did this list, man, I would totally include those songs. Both of those songs, I'm just lumping them together. They're unlistenable. It's not even that they're bad songs, it's. I can't I can't listen to them at all. I also don't get the hate for Hell or High Water. I kinda like that song. Oh, you're crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I kinda like that song. Terrible. This this isn't like I'm not gonna wake up on a Tuesday and be like, Yo, you know what I gotta listen to? Hell or High Water. No, I will wake up on a Tuesday and be like, Hey, I have to listen to Rock and Roll Over today if I'm gonna make it through the day. But if Hell or High Water is on, I'm like, okay, listen, this isn't bad. Remember, you i mean uh i mean okay i guess i'm i guess i'm the lone wolf in this statement here because when my fanaticism for kiss was shot into overdrive kiss really wasn't a recording entity i mean while i was a diehard kiss fan, they've released three albums psycho circus sonic boom and monster so for me i look back and i go hey at least they were releasing new material at that time you imagine living in the 80s and there's a new kiss album every september that was cool. Were they the greatest albums of all time? No, but they were still putting their best foot forward as a recording act. We could say, we could speculators say whatever we want regarding that because contractually maybe they were obligated to do that. And also too, the music business was extremely different then as it is now. Maybe they got X amount of dollars for delivering records every time and maybe it was worth their effort to put a record. Maybe that's what bands did back then. There's a lot of, there's a lot of variables, but I'm not going to fault the band for putting their best foot forward and being a recording entity and then going out on tour. I mean, there just there just wasn't 92 greatest hits packages in the 80s, and they weren't just touring every summer, just to tour. So um, is Crazy Nights the greatest record of all time? I'm sorry, Michael Brandvold, but it is not. Um, but I still will listen to it, and for what it is, it's all right.
0: Yeah. Okay. Ken? You ready? Did you? Okay, good. Yeah, I remember I, get... I got, I pulled a Lonnie you, and Yeah, you, you screwed everything up. Thanks, Andrew. Sorry, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, there we go. Alright, so hair. let's move on into, I think it's seventh place. Uh, we have a four-way tie now on eight points. Cadillac Dreams, <laughs> Let's Put the X in Sex, The Street Giveth, and Then She Kissed Me. So, Ken, since I went back to you, let's start with you.
2: Yeah, well, on, on all those... <laughs> uh, well, I, mine was uh, Then She Kissed Me. I thought that was a song that there's no reason to do it. Really no reason to do it on Love Gun. Um, I'm sure they had plenty of other better material that they could have added on. Uh, it's just a throwaway. I think they're trying to fall into the, you know, the time period where some, some bands were, were doing old, you know, 60 songs or whatever. Um, and I think it's just a mistake. There's no reason to do it. Uh, and they didn't even make it sound like what a kiss song could, I mean, they could have just redone the song completely and made it at least rock or something, but no, no. So that's no good. Um, and Lonnie's gone again. <laughs> um, the other songs, would you, uh, Street Giveth? I like that song. I, I, it's one of the better songs, I think, on uh, Hot in the Shade. Um, and another one, I'm sorry, what's the other one? Cadillac, Cadillac
0: Dreams. Cadillac, Cadillac Dreams. I
2: like. Yeah, Cadillac Dreams. I, I kind of like too. Um it's not a great, you know the greatest, but it's it's still not a bad song. Um now, let the put let's put the X and sex. It almost made my list. I thought about it. I really did think about putting it on there, but I thought, you know, it's it's okay. There's a lot, you know, worse songs out there that that Kiss had done, so that's it.
0: Yeah, so just like Then She Kissed Me made the list because you hated on it. Um I ranked <laughs> let's put the X the same as you ranked that. So that's why that's on the list. And I just remember being in Singapore, I can't remember where it was in in 88 when this came out. November 88, it must have been, I guess, England when I got the cassette and putting that on. Oh, two new songs. I remember reading the Kerrang! (laughs) You know, when they had Paul had been out there uh, for Donington in the summer and had gone into the studio to record the vocals. I was really excited. Oh, we're getting a compilation with some remixes and, you know, some two new songs and... Then you drop the needle and then you're like what no you're not supposed to go more crazy crazier nights you're supposed to like go back in the direction of asylum and start rocking again so i have hated that song ever since well i i disliked it in 88 uh, but i still played the hell out of that album um, i hated it after the convention tour when a young Girl sang it, and I was just like, "That is just the most wrong thing ever." Um, That it it still makes me cringe to this day. So it has actually gone from mildly dislike or just be annoyed by, um, you know, it's gone from like being a a buzzing fly to a killer bee or whatever those uh, those other plague wasps were supposed to be. Those new Uh, ones, yes, that were going to (laughs) come get us. So um, do not like it. Uh, then She Kissed Me, it's just annoying. You know, I, I know it was a it was a hype back then. You know, Sean Cassidy or whoever it was, you know, it had a Hiss yeah. with it, and it was popular. I spent the same in 79 with uh, Walking in the Sand. But it's yeah. just such a... And Kiss had already done it in 77 with uh, what was it, the Dave Clark 5 song, um, Any Way You Want It, or whoever that was by. So they just didn't pick those yeah, very... Come. They didn't pick good songs to kind of do so i agree with you on that even though it didn't make my list the street giveth i totally disagree with and lonnie's run away to having to justify himself yeah. damn it lonnie
2: he's wrong
0: so, that's yeah. all we can say yeah. and cadillac dreams i actually do like that one so andrew just like ken and me that's in the same spot um why do you dislike cadillac dreams and talk about the other three if you can remember what they were Should I tell him he's muted or not?
2: Probably should. <laughs> he came back
1: and... That's great. That's great. <laughs> um, like, so now so let's so moving on. Uh no. Um man, Cadillac Dreams is so forgettable. And there's a lot of songs on Hot in the Shade that are just forgettable. And they're just mm-hmm. there's songs that I just I just don't like. And I just I just remember that that stupid intro. Oh, it, it makes my skin crawl every time I hear it. And I just always I always skip over it. You know, there was a thread a couple of years back on the board where someone whittled hits down to, like, I think, 10 songs. And they used a couple of Eric Carr demos on there, too, with like Eyes of Love and stuff like that. So when you kind of know what kind of material was available around that time and you got Cadillac Dreams, the best you got. I just, man, <laughs> Love That Hits Tour can't really stand up more than half of the record. Um, X and Sex I already touched on. It's just mm-hmm. cringeworthy. Just terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible songs. Um Then She Kissed Me. What was the other one?
0: The Street, Street Th-
1: Oh yeah, just it's the same. It's forgettable on Hot in the Shade. It's just it's they're just bad songs.
0: Alright, so people have to chime in <laughs> on Facebook or on YouTube or wherever you listen to this or on the FAQ and ask Lonnie why. Why, Lonnie? Why the street giveth? Why those picks? All right, moving on. And we finally have one song on its own on ten points. Who did this? That would have been... Um, okay. It's him. Mm. Radar for Love. How dare someone pick someone from Asylum? It's just like twisting a knife into me, into my soul, into my essence.
2: Two of I, us chose that, I, I think.
0: Certainly don't think it's a very good song, but I wouldn't put it on my list, Andrew.
1: It's one of those songs where you have some really good moments of Asylum, "King of the Mountain," "Tears Are Falling," "Who Wants to Be Lonely," and "Radar for Love." It just sounds cheesy. It sounds like a song that would have been in like a a, a movie about doctors. You know, like it, it's it, it sounds like a bad cheesy '80s porn title, "Radar for Love." It's just <laughs> it's I, I can't. I will never, with a straight face, be able to tell someone who is in a Kiss fan, "Hey, what's the next song on on Asylum?" Well, it's Radar for Love. Yeah. They just keep repeating it, over and over and over. Maybe we should skip this one. Just <laughs> play,
0: play some Led Zeppelin instead. Play some Led exactly. Zeppelin. Anything. Play anything. You Need a, a palate
1: cleanser. Just listen to Deuce from Kiss Alive on repeat. Get that out of your system.
0: All right, Ken, you picked it. Tell us why. Yeah,
2: yeah I picked it. Um, Radar for Love. I, I never really cared for the song. Uh, I know it was a maybe the first time I heard it. I thought, oh, it's okay. I, I see they're trying to do a Led Zeppelin kind of thing uh, influence there, but it's, it doesn't sound like that.
1: You don't <laughs> um, think Making Love is the, their best Led Zeppelin tribute? I think making love sounds like let's that or, or a right long right way up. down. Yeah. Long way um, down for sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh,
2: yeah, uh, this song is just, uh, I just never cared for it and I, I could only hear it, you know, a few times. And then after that, I, I got like, I just can't listen to it really. Um, it's not, I, I it's on my list, so I must not like it. So <laughs> I just don't like the song.
0: Fair enough. There we go. Um. Yeah. And, and Andrew, you'd picked it too. I, I just noticed that now, looking back through the, uh, the uh, spreadsheet. And yeah, it's not a great song. All right. Moving on, into whatever place it is on eleven points. While the city sleeps. So mm-hmm. ping pong straight back to you, Ken.
2: Yeah. While the city sleeps, even though you know I don't like to. I think I liked it when it first came out. Um, But it's not one of his, you know, Gene's better songs. Um, It's kind of it's okay, but it gets to the um, chorus, and it kind of to me it falls apart at that at that point. Um, And I like most, you know, almost you know most Gene songs more than the rest of us guys usually. So it, it it never really worked for me. I think it's just one of his. That time period, one of his kind of half written songs and never really never really f- finished it. It could have been, they could have done some things to it to make it better, but they just kind of, uh, you need a couple of songs to animalize and I'm making a movie. Here, here you go, kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I, I just counted up on my list how many of my songs are Gene songs? Four well, out of ten. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Andrews. Well, you've got a whole album as one of your picks. So you've got, like, 21 picks. Um, <laughs> while the city sleeps, Andrew.
1: Oh, man. you. I, I still think that, uh, and Lonnie's not here to defend this, I still think Lick It Up is the best non-makeup record. We could make some arguments about On the Eighth Day and Dance All Over Your Face, but I, I think agree. there's still a lot of great tracks on, on Lick It Up. And you would think that they were just building, they were building this heavy metal empire in the early 80s. You started with Creatures of the Night and then you the next punch the next body shot is lick it up and then you're thinking okay well they're going to continue growing and they're going to they're going to do something cool so you get animalize and yeah okay I've had enough is a great song heaven's on fire is good but there's a lot of just misses and I feel like this was a song that was a miss it just it didn't belong on that record I don't think um, there and, and we kind of know though there were a lot of stuff just kind of hanging around in the time period because of all the songs that ended up on Gene Simmons vault. I think if Gene was really in need of a song, then they should have revisited It's My Life and re-recorded It's My Life and finally put that on a proper Kiss record. That's that uh, one song that just they kept kicking that can down the road. Um or even um I, I don't have my notes. I don't have my notes here. I guess I have to look at uh, the uh, the vault expanded notes that Julian did. Uh, but when <laughs> was Promise the Moon? Was that around at this time?
0: Yeah, that was uh for Nasty Nasty, I believe, was it was an outtake for.
1: What a great... That's a great song. And I think I would have loved to have heard a Kiss version of that. That's way better than When the City
0: Sleeps. That's a fantastic song. I, you know, again, it's, it's built off yeah. that Elder riff, so... There's
2: a lot of songs that were better than...
0: Yeah, and that's like, the funny thing about the period. Yeah. I mean, I don't dislike While the City Sleeps, but when you rank it individually on animalize, it ends up near the bottom. But as a song on this list, I'm like... Well, actually, it's got a decent groove. It's Mm. rushed. It's, you know, kind of half-assed to a certain extent, like with Gene running off to do Runaway. It could have been a really cool song. But then again, as Andrew mentioned, there were so many good Gene songs that ended up on the vault. And obviously that's very subjective, but I think there were a lot of fantastic songs that just boggle the mind why Mm -hmm. um, Paul or whomever, you know, (laughs) put the kibosh in them. Maybe they were too good for Gene. You Mm -hmm. wrote that? Really, you wrote that? That's not going on the album. It's garbage.
2: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's
1: right. Well, it seems all right. Bring that piece of shit here. That's going on the record.
0: (laughs) Gene, that's terrible. Why don't you give it to Black and Blue? Um, Moving on into whatever the place. The next one is Um, Twelve Points. My way. Now, how many of us had this? Uh, Just Ken and me, and that was enough to. Did not I
1: have it on my list?
0: No, you had rocking it all night.
2: That's where the elder, <laughs> that's your elder spot.
0: You, you yeah. absolutely, blew, you didn't have Read My Body, you didn't have, um, let's put the Least X, you didn't have, other. but you put the elder and rock and roll all night. So why don't you start by talking about <laughs> My Way, which you didn't pick. You know, I think
1: I was humming that song the entire time I was making this list, and I was like, you know what? If I did a choice between listening to Rock and Roll All Night again or My Way, I might choose My Way. And I don't know if it, it's I don't know if it's because I'm so sick of Rock and Roll All Night. Uh, because it's My Way is not a good song. And I remember listening to years and years ago, I don't even know if it's still around. Uh, there was just like a vocal outtake of My Way, just listening to Paul like just oh, somebody yeah. squeezing his little cone as he's going higher and higher and higher. <laughs> That's why this guy can't sing now is because he's doing this kind of stuff. Uh, but it's just, it, it's one of those songs, and just, it, it sounds like a Nelson outtake, and I don't really like Nelson. It, you know, it, this could have been on like a Vixen record, this could have been, uh, i you know, Menudo probably wanted to do this song. It's just, just a bad, just bad, they listen to the wrong people. Um, but, you know, i I didn't pick this, I really don't like the song, but I guess maybe it was the songs I didn't like at that moment because it changes. It you always really does.
0: Don't. It does. On any one of these, mm-hmm. if we did it again tomorrow, everyone would submit a different, different. list. It, we it's would all... still
1: pick X and Sex and You Make Me Rock Hard Well, my,
0: doubt. We definitely remember to do that next time. So, you know, <laughs> there we go. I mean, it was always a song. I hated it from the moment I heard it. It was just too high. It was too stratospheric. It was too, you know, the, all the dogs in the neighborhood started banging their heads against <laughs> the fire hydrants. Um, <laughs> it's like, give it to Jim Gillette or whatever, Nitro. that. God Awful oh, yeah, Bad was yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, or Vinnie Vincent um, just, just a horrend- horrendous song which is ruined by being oversung when it's actually got a decent lyrical content and kind of message that if it mm-hmm. could have been done in a more appropriate way like if you take um, what was that song that Ron Gonzalez uh, redid in a lower key well, well whatever a lot of the stuff if you tune it down a half step Um, you know pitch it down on crazy nights actually sounds much better closer to normal voice as rock songs when they're more from the belly kind of singing rather than Mm -hmm. you know having L squeeze yeah Ken
2: yeah this is on my list (laughs) Um, for the same reasons you guys talk about I mean the high singing high does not make you a better singer (laughs) trying to force sing out of a register that's not your normal register um a voice um and yeah i believe i agree that a lot of that uh, that paul was doing back at that time probably yeah ruined his voice down the road just like Andrew said so um it's just it's just too high it just doesn't make sense um i guess that's the big problem with it um and a lot of songs on, you know, Crazy Nights are kind of that way, um, which is too bad. I think they should have, you know, yeah, toned it down and and uh, down a notch and turned up the guitars and, and made a better <laughs> a better Kiss album. Uh, but yeah, that that one, it's it's just this just doesn't work for me.
0: Yeah, they turned up the wrong instrument to eleven on Crazy Nights. They should have turned the, the guitars the up, not the vocals. But um, yeah. just
1: remember what was what was going on at the time. You know, Ozzy had that really big hit with uh, "Shot in the Dark." Uh, Shot in the Dark, and then Heart had a had a at a new I record, know, like, same producer, Ron Nevison. Oh, yeah. So a, you had you had all these bands who were known for a more harder edge. I'm not going to call Heart a hard rock band, but if you go from Barracuda yeah. to Alone, you know you could. There was uh, bands were making it apropos to be neutered. And now your mom was listening to Heart when maybe back in the day parents were going to not listen to that band. So Kiss in the 80s became trend followers to trend setters. We've talked about that, yeah. you know, so many yeah, so many times. Old. But that's that's why it happened, and that's why you have this song.
0: That's actually an Aussie album. I look forward to doing a look It's rock and roll podcast episode about. Yeah. I love the Ultimate Sin. It's good actually, why good tour. I, good tour I actually well. just love it and and the live. The ultimate Aussie. Oh, just love it. All right, let's move on on our list. And in, well, I don't know what place it is, so I just don't care today. On 14 points, Lonely is the Hunter. Now, for me, this really does represent everything that's garbage Mm -hmm. about Gene's contributions on Animal Eyes. It is just a piece of garbage. Um, I, I find it very hard to say too much redeeming about it. Um, Andrew, you also ranked it poorly on your list.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is another one of those songs that I, I never thought it was finished, and it just—it sounded like, oh well, well, we're gonna let Gene do one. He's contractually obligated to do one or two. or just one of those things that it, it sounded like it was just a not fleshed out idea. You're never gonna put Lonely as the Hunter next to Ladies Room. Furthermore, we're never gonna put Lonely in the Hunter next to War Machine or Unholy. It's just—it's a forgettable song. And I think these albums such as Asylum, Animalized, Crazy Nights, they have these fillers on them because bands really weren't doing records with seven, eight songs, especially three minute songs. So you had, oh well, we gotta hit ten songs. That's what everybody's doing. And then you had that one album with nine songs on you're like, oh, this is I'm paying, you know, seven ninety-nine for nine songs. Get out of here. So it, it was one of those things where they were just clearly on autopilot, just filling those grooves with just not good stuff
0: read the contract i get four songs on the album paul i'm going to do this movie those are my four songs mm. mark record them um ken <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: yeah i i kind of always like the song in a way just because it's different uh in the groove it has the riff um yeah, the chorus could have been done a little bit better. Obviously, um, it could have been a, definitely a better chorus. But I like the middle part where you know they they change it, it changes up and and I believe this is one of the you know it, well it has a great guitar solo by I think I believe it's Bruce Bruce Kulick. I think it's the first time he played a kiss song, and that's that's really good. I mean. I don't know. I mean, there's some parts of the song are really, really good, and then, yeah, the chorus is kind of, eh, it's okay chorus, but I, I don't hate this song.
0: Sorry, Bruce. Even your contributions to the song aren't enough to get it off my list. Uh, we'll just put that, put that one <laughs> okay. down as a loss. All right, moving on. On 16 points, Boomerang. Okay, mm-hmm. let's go back to you for that, because um, only you and I picked it. Yeah, this is one of those. Oh, no, Lonnie
2: okay this is one of those songs again from uh hot in the shade you know too many songs in that, album that are just it's just what what's the reason to even do this i mean it's just a throwaway it's a throwaway they should have made that song you know that album 10 songs and then cut the rest you know the lower songs or whatever you want to call it uh, the, the songs that are just whatever um and this is one of those songs i just i mean i see what they're kind of trying to do but it it doesn't work so yeah that's that's on my list
1: we need a double bass song for hot and shade all right go <laughs> go write one all right okay i'll just i'll be back in five minutes yeah
0: you didn't pick this one andrew but what are your thoughts on boomerang
1: that's my that's my thought it's just it's like the double bass song for hot and shade I, I'm gonna be honest with you, I haven't made it that far into Hot in the Shade in a really long time.
2: Stops at a <laughs> certain point.
0: You
1: know That's really, enough.
2: really long time. because
1: um, it's the like need, one of those The needle like,
0: seizes up, the laser freezes, <laughs> it's like yeah. no more. It's it starts
1: like it starts really great, it's like rise to it, betrayed, hide your heart, and then it just starts going and then I've never I, I, this, one, this one this long is after Little Caesar, isn't it, on Hot in the Shade.
2: Yeah, I think I think it's it's at I know it's at the end or the second to last or the last. um, I've never made it that far. It's great. Yeah, it's it's there's a reason it's there.
1: Yeah, Uh, yeah, I barely made it to Little Caesar. Like I was like limping through the finish line just to make it to Little Caesar, just because I like Eric Carr a lot and I thought uh, you know the song was cool. But man, it, it, it I mean, man, yeah, it's it's not on my list only because I haven't listened to it to dislike
0: it in a long time. Yeah, I mean, there's so much stuff crammed onto that vinyl that the needle does yeah. th- actually start jumping and yeah, trying to escape to its up. misery. It's like, forget it. All right. Um, all right, we're we made it to the top two, which I don't think anyone is going to be surprised by which ones these are. But on 30, we go from 16 points, so that's how all around the board we were on these picks, to 36 points. So I believe that means that every single person picked this song. Um, well, on this one... Oh, no, he just didn't put the first letter in. Yeah, we all picked this one. I finally found my way. Psycho Circus. Andrew, let's go back to you on that.
1: There's a famous rant I have on this song. If you go back to the podcast that we were doing, the side-by-side side, side, uh, side, by side of uh, Psycho Circus, I hate this song so much, <laughs> so much so, that on every playlist, every iPod, every iPhone... It's never on there. As soon as I hear those, doo, 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 I go into a murderous rage. This song is so bad. It's such a misstep. It's such a, well, let's let Peter sing one, or let's let Peter do the ballad. It worked on it worked on Destroyer. Now it's going to work on Psycho Circus. This song is terrible. I mean, there is nothing, nothing, nothing <clears throat> worse than this song. I hated it the moment I heard it. 20 some odd years later, I still hate it. It's not even a good vocal performance by Peter Chris. The fact that they could come out and be proud of this song, even put this on a record, have someone listen to it oh my God. This is what was wrong with the reunion era. This, this right here, it's terrible. This song should be deleted from every copy of Psycho Circus, and I never want to listen to it again. <laughs>
0: I actually agree with you. Whenever anyone criticizes one for all, I always say, "Well, do you remember I finally found my way?" <laughs> it, I mean, Listen. and that that really is a recurring theme for these top two picks is how contrived, how overcalculated, yeah. how fake, how false, how tricksy, how evil um, these songs were. Because again, the Peter's voice and contribution to Psycho Circus was wasted with this and that Paul and Bob Ezrin yeah. got together and actually wrote this and had him sing it. I, I just feel bad for Peter that there's no other way you're going to be on the album unless you sing this song and they give him a sandwich full of rotten fetid crap
1: Here's my thing, I think Gene um, and Paul have forgotten what has made Kiss popular, especially in the 70s I don't I think, you know, Beth was a huge hit for Kiss obviously but you forget that Peter was the, the raspy, screaming vocal guy. I think among Ooh. KISS fans, he's more known for his contributions of Black Diamond, Nothing to Lose in Strange Ways. That's what people want to hear. I mean, Julian, you were there Halloween night. Peter sounded awesome on Nothing to Lose that night. He sounded like he never missed a beat. So, um, So when we see stuff like this coming out, where it's just them trying to capitalize on him, hey, let's have let Peter do the ballad. It's just ugh.
0: Yeah, I think Sickening. it was I think ultimately it was Paul's revenge for Beth. Yes. Finally, you you've got our biggest hit, you saved the band, I'm having my vengeance on you now with this. Mm-hmm. So circumstances are and everyone knows I love Peter. I, I love a lot of his music a lot more than mm-hmm. I you know, most normal KISS fans do and uh, i don't apologize for it but i would certainly apologize for writing this song and certainly for making the Catman sing it. Mm-hmm. all right ken give us some reason on this
2: well the reason is, well the reason i can't help it um the, the the song was on my list i mean it's number one on my list um yeah it's they're trying to follow the formula okay let's you know he had the Beth and hard luck woman and whatnot okay let's give him another mellow song but this song is just it you know sorry it sucks it's bad it's bad it is bad, um, bad they should have really again like you guys say, used his you know raspy and do, do a rock and roll song or if they're gonna do a slow song or do another song do one of Peters songs that he you know submitted back in the 70s that they didn't take they said him with that you know him and pendridge wrote or whatever um i'm sure it's easily better than the song no problem um and it's you know maybe he will have more put more heart into it too because it's something that came from him not from paul and, and bob Ezrin. you know he's singing someone else's words and someone else's feelings it's just not always the same you can't always do it not everyone can really pull that off um so it's 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 a it's a horrible song they shouldn't have put it on the record they should have replaced it with something else
0: Yep. Yeah, they should have ultimately done what was done in 1976 with back which was of course tweaked by bob ezrin uh had uh stamp henridge you know, primarily Stan yeah. Pandridge with ideas yeah, from Peter sure. Chris and contributions from Peter because he was actively involved in the writing of that song originally. But they should have taken together or whatever that song was that Peter brought to the sessions yeah. and had Paul and Bob tweak it and then it could have been Peter paul and bob you know on the credit for it but it could have taken peter's idea and you know made right with the arrangement and maybe some of the lyrics sure. um, that would have been a much more palatable um, arrangement but everything's so easy to make up in hindsight it's just not re- reality it's not realistic yeah, sure. and that's the whole thing about this wacky band that we love so therefore it's no surprise whatsoever that on 38 points are. Worst of the worst is Nothing Can Keep Me From You. Really should have been Read My Body, but everyone screwed up. But uh, well, The
1: actual title of the song was Nothing Can Keep Me From Vomiting on yes. You. That Nothing was actually the full title. Nothing Can
0: Keep from Me From Puking on You, as I used to always call it. Um, yeah, Andrew, start us out on that.
1: There's not even any KISS members on this except for Paul Stanley. So for them to even call it a KISS song is laughable. And you know, it was another one of these... Reunion era missteps. You have this awesome Kiss movie that I really enjoyed. Uh, I thought it was marketed poorly, um, as far as getting uh, non-Kiss fans to want to see it. Obviously, Kiss fans are going to see it no matter what. But you had this this great you had this great song that you had this great idea for a movie, a song for this movie, and it has nothing to do with the movie. Like we're. If this was, this should have been a cool rock song about, it. this should have been, they should have wrote what Cheap Trick did for that 70s show theme. That's what this, that's the kind of song that this should have been. It should have been, hey, we're we're back and we're hanging out in the basement with our friends. That's what the song should have been about. Where in the movie is Nothing Can Keep Me From You? Is it, they're talking about Jam and Beth? No, they're two horny high schoolers that banged. In a confessional booth. This isn't. This this was a movie about America's youth. America's youth never would ever ever like this song, ever. And man, it's it's what I remember. I was excited that they were recording a new song for for the Detroit City soundtrack. That's why I went out and bought the damn thing. Because remember, you know, back then internet was in its infancy. I couldn't stream anything that I wanted. 1999. But I was excited to get this soundtrack because it was something. It was New kiss. It was very similar to how you felt about Smash Thrashers and Hitch, Julian, because you heard that, oh, cool, they're gonna they're gonna do this, and man, what another misstep. And the song isn't even in the movie; it's just over the credits. Yeah,
0: and e- even for me, all those years later, mm-hmm. you know, on from. Uh, smashes, I was excited. Oh, they're doing another, they're, you know, Paul's going to write some songs and then all of a sudden Paul's not writing a song. He got Diane Warren to give him some scrap off the floor and it really was a scrap. I, you know, the first time I heard it I was like, oh my god. And then I was looking forward to the soundtrack and the movie because they were going to do the uh Destroy Rock City 98 and I was like, oh, well that's at least something. Uh, you know, Stroder 78, you know, DRC 98 or 99 or <laughs> whatever it ended up being. You know, that that I could handle. And then you just listen to this song and you're like, wow, what was that? The one Steven Tyler rejected?
1: Seriously, seriously. Uh, uh, yeah. And Detroit Rock City 98 would have been cool because didn't uh, Adam Rifkin or or what was it called Dupree? Someone said there's all this uh, studio footage of them actually in the studio cutting that song. How cool would yeah. that have been? Make that a video single and make the making of Detroit Rock City 1998 or 99 or whatever they want to call it. Put that stuff in would have sold like hotcakes and we still would have been talking about it 20 some odd years later
0: yeah because going to a kiss show in the 70s was about rock and roll all night it was about rock it was about guitars it wasn't about harps and violins and upright basses and so it completely missed the whole point of the whole essence of kiss why couldn't they even have just gone back to some of those songs that were not used for psycho circus yeah, it's my mm-hmm. come off, My life would have been great over be the perfect. credits, <laughs> even. You know, yeah. Ken, your thoughts on nothing can keep me from you. Yeah, I
2: agree. Yeah, I agree with you guys fully. Um Yeah, I mean, it shouldn't even be, been labeled. If Paul's only on it, it shouldn't even. It should have been Paul Stanley, you know, performed by Paul Stanley, not by Kiss, because that is not a Kiss song. Uh Doesn't sound like a Kiss song. Someone listened to the soundtrack. And didn't they put
1: this piece of shit on the box set too?
2: I think they did. They did. I mean, it's yeah, it's um, it's been probably long. probably Paul's choice. Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, it's it's something that you know, if someone listened to this, okay, oh yeah, I get in the soundtrack to you know this this you know, and then they listen to the song that's supposed to be Kissed. It's like, what? How is this is Kiss? You know, you know, how far have they fallen from? what they used to do um that's how bad it is i mean yeah he should have i paul should have put his name on it not kiss not the name kiss because that's not a kiss song it's just him he is not well i mean i'm sure he thinks he's kiss but he's not kiss
0: well this is (laughs) kiss is shandy
2: yeah yeah that was labeled kiss on the kiss album um Gene said, okay, yeah, you, you, you can play the bass, whatever. Or who knows how that all worked out. But uh,
1: Yeah, but Shandy is an awesome song.
2: Sh- Shandy's an okay song. And, you know, I have, I have no problem with that one. But this song was just, again, like before we talked about, following trends. Okay, I can do one like Carol Smith. You know, yeah, you're yeah, right. I didn't hit. think about that. Oh, I'm going to do one now, too, from Armageddon, you know. Or whatever. But, uh, it's it's yeah, horrible. Yeah, forgot about that song. Yeah,
0: horrible. All right, so that that's our worst of the worst. Let's just talk about some of the picks that didn't make it. Um, let's see, just missing was dangerous. You're all that I want, which is my pick. I still hate that song. Secretly cruel. Down on <laughs> the down on your knees. The elder.
2: <laughs> that's just.
0: It never goes away, in my head. <laughs> Um, that actually sounds yeah, like a sentence bad. I would say It never goes away in my head um, Easy as it seems I, Who was that? Was oh, that Lonnie? Really? Was that Lonnie? Or, that was Lonnie and I, I really wanted him to explain Lonnie's himself really on good. that one
2: I like that song I love right? the sweat We have a ton of bad picks this time
0: We all do I mean when we look at each other's picks And you know Andrew's got Dangerous And rocking All Night and Down on Your Knees I'm just going What
2: yeah, is fine. wrong
0: with you? No you get
2: uh, tired But yeah
0: And then Lonnie's got, um, well, secretly cruel, easy as it seems. Um, yeah, those those are the only ones that really jump out on his list on mine. I think, well, I I can't, you're all that I want. Uh, and keep me coming was I despise that for the same reason as my way. It, it just goes warbles on and on and on. And then Ken, uh, yeah, well you did have radar for love. Yeah. Ken, Ken, Ken's list was perfect. So um, I mean
2: I'm surprised no one put a Carnival of Souls song on here um, Well we
0: we did. We had picks. They just didn't didn't have enough uh oh, points okay. for them to make the I list so. because yeah. I like Carnival of Souls. I had in in my I head like it, which I I, like I really it. dislike. I I mean I don't like uh um Walk uh, I walk alone particularly with Bruce's vocal.
2: Yeah, right. um, you see? Hmm? Yeah, I'm on my own. BBB I thought, I, I, it never goes away. I wish it would go away. So, anyway. <laughs> yep.
0: All right. There we go. Those are our picks. Uh, ended up being, I think, 15 songs. I didn't have a house flat on my head today.
1: Did I? Okay, anyway. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, let's... It, I just got this. I can't wait to read it this weekend. Conversations with Phantoms by Ron Albanese. Hopefully go I get check my- it out. I I got
0: mine, and I still haven't had a chance to open it. I've been just so busy with everything. Ron, I promise you I'm going to read it. And uh, congratulations to, was it Mike, who won the CD in in the giveaway last episode? We'll do another one of those soon. All right, that's it for this week. So um, for now, from Lonnie, from Ken, Andrew, myself, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Take care. Woo! Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.